Hey, I'm Dennis from This Side of Anarchy, and welcome to Band to Band, my show where I let you in on my getting to know other independent bands that I support on social media and that support me in return. And we get to know each other a little better by answering five questions each. Please hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube or listening on podcasts so you can keep up to date and enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of Band to Band. This is episode 10. I can't believe I've done 10 of these. This is kind of strange, amazing. And today we're with Wild Horse UK in uh, England. And the second one, I think it's the second one overseas. It's really interesting doing the ones overseas. So uh, introduce yourselves and what made you guys pick up, uh, pick up your instruments and maybe a little bit about yourselves and what instrument you know what instruments you play and if you've been in any other bands just little little details well i'm ed i play the drums in wild four um i play a little bit of guitar on my own um we i was in a band just before i was in wild four but it was a bit of a mess about me it was like me and a couple of mates doing covers, nothing anything special really, and then bumped into Henry and he said, do you want to jump for me? And I was like, sure. Yeah, I will do, mate. Perfect. So I'm, I'm Jack. I am a, I'm the singer, and I also play guitar and bass, as well as some keys. And um, I was actually in a previous band with Ed. We, we, uh, we were in a band together. What were we called? I can't remember. Um, it wouldn't have been very smooth, would it? No. But um, then Ed met up with Henry, and um, I didn't want to be in a band with my brother, because Henry is my brother. And uh, but, but he convinced me, and we're here now. Yeah, yeah, I'll do. Uh, so, yeah, as we said, I'm Henry, and I play bass and guitar. Uh, I've started off playing guitar, probably when I was about seven. Had a friend in school pick up the guitar, but only both of us doing it at the time, so it was a bit of competition. Um, so that's kind of where that started. And I had a couple of bands before this band, um, just sort of mess around bands, nothing um, special really. Um, and then, yeah, we all came together in an art school club, essentially. And that's where that began. And, and how long have you guys been in a band, a band together? About six years now, I think. Six yeah. years already? Yeah, we um we started when we were very young. I was eleven, you were also eleven. Yeah, eleven, twelve. It was a bit rough I'm getting to pubs yeah. and <laughs> eleven year old. And you were only fourteen or thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So we started we started very young. Mm. That's right. That's good. So um so how did you pick up how did you pick the name? Uh, if I remember correctly, then correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think it was after our first gig and we had a great reaction from the audience. We got an encore and um, on the way back in the car, we were saying to each other, we should probably think of a name now. Um, and we threw about a few names. Uh, I think there was Eric Repug. Uh, <laughs> Rusty Spanner in the toolkit. Rusty Spanner, I remember that. Yeah. And then um, 
Wild Wars came about, uh, I think it was basically all three of us who, who collaborated on it. So uh, one of our biggest influences uh, was and still is The Rolling Stones. And uh, obviously their song Wild Horses is, is a classic. And also we uh, we really like Neil Young, he had a band called Crazy Horse. I think we sort of merged them together uh, to make Wild Horse. So I think that's where that came from really. Yeah. Uh, so is there another band name that or or did you just put the UK on there to just know where let people know where you're at or how's that work? So the Wild Horse UK thing, that's our social media tanks. Um sort of Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh yeah, I think adding the UK, um, because we have quite we have a fan base that stretches around a lot of different countries. Uh, so I think we put the UK on on our social media just to basically let everyone know uh, basically where we're from, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah. I think the two on the end are still going to have to come in a little more because I think eventually you're going to get cut out. Yeah, there you go. All right. You guys are ready for your first question. Uh, do you want to ask that question here? Um, uh, what were your main reasons for starting the show? Well, may, uh, I began social media only a few years ago, I think now, almost two years ago, and been really getting collaboration and stuff, and I really don't know. It was just this passing thought, and I'm like, you know. It's just like we all support each other, and I don't, I don't, I don't get to know the bands that much because you know I think all of us we're all doing our own thing, and it's like we're um, too busy doing our own thing, and I can't be when I'm not doing my thing, you know I I got to do something else, and it's just it just gets so I just thought of this. Uh, I was talking to the Secret Weasels a lot, and then I just had this thought. They were coming out with an album, and I just said, "Well, let's let's get to know get to know them." You know, we kind of talk a little bit on the Twitter and everything, and it's like, it's just like to be more personal. It's just you know, kind of texting. It's like, "Oh, hey, how you doing? Well, you got a nice guitar, blah blah, whatever." So, I just thought it was a good way to you know meet the indie bands and and and. Um, Get to little, little know a little more about them and and promote promote them, and they can promote me. You know, cross promotion. The people can know, my fans can know a little about them, and their their fans can know a little about, about about me. And so far, it's gotten a pretty good reception, and people seem people seem to like it a lot. And even though it's only ten episodes, but um, it's been it's been nice. That's great. Yeah, and again, thank you for having us on. Really oh, appreciate it. Um, so before the COVID thing, uh, so you've been together seven or eight years, I guess, and you should play. How often do you usually play? I mean, do you play once a week or once a month? I mean, what kind of what kind of what's your show schedule like before the before the COVID? <laughs> so. Um, Almost weekly, wouldn't it? 
on uh, the UK <laughs> but you know I, I, I've saw little shows and everything and you know because there's there's Wales and there's Scotland and there's Northern I guess Ireland. England and it's just like are they are they all kind of is Wales the same as England or is it like a total separate thing or or sheep in Wales, and it rains a lot. It's quite all good. <laughs> yeah. More than it does in England in Wales. So, which is my advice. No, um, so basically, um, with the UK, it's basically, what is it? It's England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. So it's four different countries, but they're brought together by a union. So the four countries are England, which is what, where we're from, and you've got Scotland, uh, you've got Wales, which is its own country, um, and then you've got Northern Ireland, um, and they basically are together under one. So the government uh, controls the whole of the UK, although places like Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland they do have their own sort of devolved, um, devolved sort of governments. Yeah. A, bit, a little bit like in the US, how you have. Um, like state governments. State, state governments, yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's kinda interesting. Yeah. Kinda interesting. Um let's see. Uh so uh how's the management thing going? Uh is your manager get all the gigs or he like just promotes you or uh, uh 
but yeah, our manager's great. He um, we will do a lot of social media. Uh, a lot of our social media is controlled by him. He controls the Twitter and Facebook, um, and he's very good at uh, promoting and getting attention to things. And uh, right system as well. In, yeah. ter in terms of gigs, yeah, he will often get his gigs. Um, definitely to start out with, but nowadays it's more sort of venues will approach us, which is great. Um, gigs come from all sorts of different places. So uh, there's been times when Henry's got us a gig, or Ed's got yeah, a gig, or I've got us a gig, or down at Union as well. Yeah. Through word of mouth and stuff and friends. Yeah, it, it yeah. Kind of, gigs come from, well, not anymore, but they used to come from so many different places, really. Yeah. 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 That's cool. All right, your next question. Um, what is your favorite place to eat in your hometown, LA, and why? <laughs> yeah, LA is great for for food. I mean, that's one of the reasons I I moved here because there's so many different cultures. It's like it's like whatever you want, you can pretty much get here. It's like Indian food. Chinese food, Mexican, of course, Mexican, and and all kinds of places. But uh, right now, kind of, they have this. Uh, there's these food trucks that are getting really popular. You like this big, you know, square box truck, yeah. and then you know they got uh, kitchen in them. And there's this one that uh, the girl where I work. Turned us on to. They got really good tacos. I guess they're from El Salvador or something. But just the way they they make them and stuff. But that's a good one. And then uh, just other place down the street called Ernie's Tacos. It's been there since the 50s, so it's good. And uh, Chinese. There's a place called Golden Chopsticks, and there's another one called Gourmet 88. Those are two of my favorite Chinese foods, but. I mean, I'm pretty much, I like pretty much everything, Italian, Polish, Chinese, Thai, <laughs> I like a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything on my plate. Definitely into Chinese as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, we're actually going to go and get a Chinese after this. Oh, today. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, there's just this, this place, Gourmet 88, it's got these thing called braised beans and they are just I, I love them just green beans and they got little bits of onion and I think elephant garlic on there it's a mild, really mild garlic and it is it is really good it is really it is really good it's really really good so uh so how's the music writing process for you guys? Do uh, does one guy usually come up with the uh, with the um the the, the the bulk of it, and the other guys kind of join in, and, or is it like a collaborative process? And uh, um, yeah, with the with the writing, uh, yeah, it, I usually will be sat in the studio or somewhere just playing around. Um, whether that be on the piano, the keys, or guitar, or bass, or often, um, often I'll just like hum something. I'll say, "Oh, that sounds cool," and then I'll sort of 
just get the guitar or something and just write something to it. And I record everything um, from the start to the end product on my phone uh, to keep a record of it. And uh, yeah, it, it comes from all different uh, places really. There's, a, in, there's often been a lot of times where I'll wake up at 3 in the morning and I'll have this thing in my head and I'll be like, oh, I need to, I need to get up and get the guitar out and just, I need to get that out of my head and into my phone. I'll forget it. Uh, and then I sort of, when I'm happy with the lyrics and stuff like that, I'll bring it to the band and we'll play around with it. Uh, Henry will put his part on it, whether that be a, key, a keyboard part or a bass part, a guitar part, and Edward put his drum part on it. And, you know, yeah, we just sort of come together and turn it into a, into like a band song rather than just like a... Yeah, we'll share that book. Yeah. 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 So how many? Uh, how many? Tell me about all your albums and how many releases do you actually have, and how, how's the recording going and stuff like that. You have uh, four, four albums, three EPs. Um, our most recent one, We're in Identity Crisis, but we love it. We just released that, and that's been great. Um, and before that, Dark Yeah. And they're all, they're all on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon. You can even get a hard copy of it, which seems, uh, it seems uh, old-fashioned. Impossible, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can, if you, if you prefer that, you can get that. Um, yeah, and uh, we don't stop because uh, lockdown is basically just spurred on so many different ideas. And we're now, we've now finished writing for our next album. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're going around with expect something new month in November. Uh, not an album, but but something new is coming in November for sure, uh, which we can't wait because the new songs we've got. But uh, we think we yeah. we always think they're better than our. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this one's better. This one's better. Yeah, we got to get better. Yeah. Uh, all right, your next question. Uh, name a moment from your life that you will never forget. Well, uh, I have two sons, and uh, their their birth was like it was awesome. It was like it was wild. It's, it's, it was you know uh, I never growing up I was kind of like one of the ones that was. I never wanted to have kids, you know, the world's gone to shit. <laughs> what the hell am I going to bring somebody <laughs> yeah. into the world for and everything? Then as, as I got thinking about it, gotten older, you know, got talking to people, it's like, you know, we're the ones that really messed it up. So we're the only ones that are going to be able to fix it. So if you raise good kids for the next generation, or at least do your best, and then then we got a shot. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, and you know, when I met my wife and we actually met at work and, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to have kids. And she's like, oh, you'd be a good father. You know, she saw something in me that I'm like, what? I would be a good father. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so, so we finally got married and had some kids and, and after my, 
second child is when I um, stopped being in, um, and you know, society gone mad. The band I was in before was kind of petering out too. The scene was kind of dying, and everybody was getting disheartened. And I know, I know she needed my help at home, so so I, you know, quit playing for a few years and helped out with the kids. But kids are amazing. Uh, I'm very happy. Now I got, now her, her, her two daughters have a, her, she has two other daughters from her previous marriage and her youngest daughter had two kids already and then I call them my grandkids. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing having them little kids. Grandpa, grandpa. And, you know, they had to move away and we Skype and everything. And that's, that's a blast. Yeah, and, and I like, I don't know if you guys got that. There's these cereals over here that have been around since I was a kid uh, for Halloween. They have Booberry, Frankenberry, and Count Jocula. And every, every, <laughs> every, you know, one's pink, one's blue, and one's chocolate. So, and every, uh, every uh, Halloween, you know, they come out because they're more Halloween kind of things. And, I, we saw it at the store the other day. I sent a picture to my stepdaughter, and she goes, "Oh yeah, my my granddaughter." She said, "Oh yeah, she she saw that in the store, and she said, oh, grandpa." <laughs> so she she remembers me for the. I'd always feed her the blueberry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh. Your the fourth question, I guess you guys can't answer too much because it's about social media. And you said your manager does does that one most of that. Yeah, a lot more, you know, now but quite he's always been quite business savvy, so he takes lead on a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Really intricate things, I'd say, but yeah, we definitely share the role with social media. Yeah, like we we will we'll like design. We design like posts and put out and like. And also our Instagram is run by us three because yeah, we're cool. younger, so we understand stuff like Instagram more. Yeah, okay, so you guys are doing the Instagram. That's good. Yeah, that's right. Put on that, and we'll design content and photos. And yeah, all the content. videos and stuff like that is all done by us. So yeah, yeah, that is. That's good. So, uh, do you find? I mean, I'm sure you find it advantageous, but you keep getting, you know, more likes and, and fans, and it's probably more better now that the COVID, you know, to connect with your fans and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think with social media is now one of the only ways, really, even though right. it's Next, your your next question. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, who is the best band or artist you've seen live and where? Definitely, uh, like nineteen eighty five. Uh, I saw Metallica oh. in the eighties. The Ride the Lightning tour. That was uh, it was at a little place that probably held. Maybe not even two thousand people. It was like a little little club. Yeah. It, it was it was freaking amazing. 
I mean, I love their first album, and then Ride the Lightning came out, and then they played with Armored Saint. Uh, somebody else, God, I can't remember. And then Wasp, and then Metallica. And then Wasp came out, and they were, they were so cheesy, and in their leathers and all kinds of weird. <laughs> and he had he had his the back of his pants cut so you can see his ass and I'm like oh god really <laughs> and then you know putting on all this all this weird show and then Metallica just comes out and just jeans and jeans and t-shirts and just yeah blast, blast through ride the lightning and that was that was freaking amazing yeah and then you know I couldn't even imagine seeing them at a big at a big venue just like it was I mean you're right there you know, like a thousand people. It was like, it was amazing. It was like real amazing. And then, you know, a few of the other concerts uh, way back was, I liked, um, ZZ Top was a good concert. Styx was a really good concert. Styx had a really good show because he, he, he kind of had that theater feeling to it. And it was like, it was really, even though it was a bigger place, it felt like, personal because it was like a, a theater feeling so oh. all right so, so what kind of uh tv shows are out there you don't watch any american shows you watch uh any uh, net mostly netflix is this what everybody does too or, or what yeah netflix is quite a big thing i mean netflix is big everywhere right? uh, yeah yeah Watch the way back. They had some channel had the the young ones. You know, you remember the yeah, that, yeah. Was, that, that was like yeah. that was great. I love that show. And then Benny Hill always. I love Benny Hill. Yeah. Benny Hill was always awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Off to your next, your last question. No, I've never been to the the Viper Room. Uh, I don't even think he owns it anymore. I was kind of looking it up a little bit. I think it got. Uh, oh, right. I thought he did. Yeah, something something happened. Somebody died there, and 
one of his part he gave it to his partner and then i think some corporation owns it now i don't even really know what's happening i was kind of looking it up when you when you were asking me and uh and i think it was after like where we were when we were playing out and stuff i think it was a little bit after that but sort of certain clubs um you know like like the troubadour sometimes yeah. sometimes they've had they go in waves like there's the glam wave, and then they come to a, and the punk kind of wave comes in. And it's just like, whenever we played there, it was just during the troubadour when we were playing was just glam. And so you know, just like I never really got into the scene, so I never really ended up going to the troubadour. Uh, yeah. And then even even the Rainbow Room for that Lemmy goes to all the time. I've never been there. You know, sometimes it's like. Your hometown, you don't go to like the cool place. <laughs> yeah, like, you're always here, and it's like, oh, oh, you ever been there? I don't know. It's just a normal place, you know. It's like, what's normal? What's normal for us over here? It's just like, where people are like, oh, wow, it's it's LA, it's this. And it's like, well, I just I pass by it every day, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know. Dark, yeah, I mean, I have played, uh, I've played the whiskey. Wow, that's that, that was cool. I was in the '90s when I was in, in the early, early '90s. I was in three bands at the same time. Yeah, because I was yeah. in, I was in Society Go Mad for ten years, and then early on. Our drummer and his wife had this other band called Three Women, Three Women in Black, and then their bass player left. So our bass player in society joined, and then they played for a little bit. And then their guitar player left again, so then they asked me to join. So it was basically basically the Society Gone Mad basic bass group with a girl singer. So it was kind of like there, and there was real times where it would be Three Women in Black would play, and then... We just leave our stuff up there and <laughs> play the places yeah. already got mad stuff, <laughs> which was kind of cool. So, so yeah. And then I met some other guys and was in another band for a few few months too. But but yeah, we, I played actually played uh, the club lingerie too and uh, and uh, whiskey with three women in black. And, Society. We played basically from San Diego to San Francisco. It's kind of like all we were able to play. So from like '88 to '99, it's about when we were when we were together. So yeah. all right, man. This was fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. Any other questions you can think of that are on the paper? Actually, how many bands have you been in? How many bands have I been in? Uh, uh, well, I was in the 80s, I was in like a cover band for like three years. We were called Stripes. Um, it was mainly in the middle of the country. We, we, when I was in the Air Force, I was in the Air Force during the day, and we practiced at night and played on the weekends. 
and we played mainly covers. We had a few of our own. We played all. We played the range from from Eddie Money to the Romantics to Circle Jerks to uh, Judas Priest. I mean, we had we had a wide variety of, of you know. So and it's in the middle of the country. It, it's kind of different because there's not not many not that many people there, and um, people come to see. And there was this one town we played. We pulled up and there was like three buildings. And when we pulled up, the sign said "Population 7. Wow! And I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" You know. But we were guaranteed now people are going to show up. I'm like, they had a hall and a gas station and like a couple houses. And that was about it. <laughs> but it was true. People came here. The kids were like, oh, I came 300 miles to see you guys, man. It's like, there's like nothing out there. You know, it's just a big empty things. And this place had a, a hall and people just came from miles to, to play. It's, that, was, that, was, that was the weirdest thing I ever experienced. Yeah, I was in that band for three years, then I moved back east to Ohio, and I was in a metal band for like a couple years uh, called Next. We played, we almost had our own album out, but it didn't didn't make it. And, uh, and we played some, you know, Metallica, Twisted Sister, and, and, and our own covers around Ohio State area, all around Columbus. Then I moved to LA. I was in Society Gone Mad and Three Women in Black and Man Can't Live. And now, since 2000, I've been on my own in this side of anarchy, doing everything. Yeah. Pretty much do everything myself right now. That's right. Yeah. Right, mix, master. Just whenever I get time, I come up with lyrics and music and. It's it's easy now doing it all on the computer. <laughs> so, so that's it, man. Appreciate you guys being on the show. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Appreciate that.